Hey folks, and welcome to Learning to Serve, the podcast that explores deeper learning in Christian schools. I'm your host, Krista Wallace. Let's dive in. Hey guys, today we are talking to, with Daryl DeBoer. Uh, he is honestly one of the coolest people I know. And he's also the director for Teaching for Transformation here in the States, even though he lives in BC in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. So listen in. Uh, he has this really easygoing West Coast feel, but he is an incredible leader, and uh, we have much to learn from Daryl. So let's listen in. All right. Well, welcome, Daryl. Welcome to this podcast, Learning to Serve. And uh, like we were just talking about, the goal of this podcast is really to bring to life uh, the Christian deeper learning movement in Christian schools. Um, Daryl, you are the director for Teaching for Transformation. Can, can you tell me a little bit more about what is Teaching for Transformation, what we call TFT, and how did you get involved in TFT? Yeah, hi, Krista. Thanks. Um, great to be here. Great to be able to chat about that. Really appreciate the invitation. Um, so thank you. Yeah, TFT, Teaching for Transformation. Um, you know, I think at, at, at its heart, what is TFT? TFT is a, um, is a framework that brings together uh, tools and techniques and professional development that will equip and empower teachers to design learning in such a way that that both they and their students, the learner and the learning is rooted in God's story. Um, we often use the language, see the story. So this, this framework roots the learner and the learning in God's story while simultaneously empowering them to, to play their part within God's story. So not just see the story, but live the story. So TFT at its very heart is a framework that equips teachers to be able to do that with students. Nice. How, how did you, how, did you begin TFT or was this kind of emerging from something else? Get, tell us the backstory on TFT. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I joined into the TFT story um, midstream along the way. I've been participating in it for the, uh, the, the previous, the last 10 years. Um, but, but TFT finds its roots, like actually there's lots of conversation of exactly where is the roots of TFT. And I think like, like most great things in Christian education that we continue to build on the shoulders of the giants before us, um, at, we're not sure how far back to trace TFT, but some definite concrete birthing of it comes um, out of Alberta and um, Edmonton Christian Schools and the Prairie Center for Christian Education with... Um, with a group of educators that were sitting around the table and 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 both operating with with imagination and hope and and also a kind of a, a lens on the current state of Christian education going like how how do we ensure the distinctiveness of Christian education and and and, and from there the birthing of one of the core practices the language that most people are familiar with what we call the through lines and so there's language like servant working and justice seeking and idolatry discerning. Um, and they were going, okay, here's some lovely language that describes what it means to live within God's story. How do we now start bringing this um, to live within the classroom? And, and it was at that point where I think my path crossed with TFT. I, I still remember is a green piece of paper that, that made its way over the Rocky Mountains to British Columbia. And on this piece of paper was the language of the through lines. And each through line had like a single sentence attached to it. And in my role at that time, I was with a school and my role was to lead our school in professional development to ensure that our, our learning was rooted within God's story. And I just was like, where do I begin with this? Mm -hmm. uh, and all of a sudden I had a piece of paper that was green in front of me with language to start describing Christian education, whether it was math or whether it was socials or whether it was PE, um, we had something now to concretely begin with. So that was, that was, I was, I came out of it out of a desperate need to figure out something as, as I was leading a school in this journey. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Cause you, you are just for our listeners to know you are in Canada, but you're not in Alberta. 
you are in British, you, you are in British Columbia and, and you wear two hats, two really big hats. What's your other hat that you wear? Yeah. So yeah, two hats. One is director of learning for a pre-K to 12 school, Surrey Christian school. We're uh, four campuses, about 1300 students. And then my other hat is director of teaching for transformation for, uh, for case for the center advancement of Christian education. So I've, I've always been kind of cross-bordered with my TFT and uh, in BC, but it came out of Alberta. And, and now actually my, my primary work is working with schools in the United States while I still uh, reside here in, in Canada. So TFT has definitely crossed borders and continues to cross many borders. Yeah. So, so uh, how do you manage two very full-time jobs, Daryl? That's, that, that makes me anxious I, thinking about that. <laughs> I make no assumption that I manage that well. So it's, I'm privileged. It's, it's uh, one of the beautiful parts about teaching for transformation or working within teaching for transformation is when people reach out, uh, you, you find yourself on a Zoom call with someone who is dedicated to Christian education that is very serious about their school's mission and vision and simultaneously unhappy and dissatisfied with the status quo, either in Christian education in general or within what's going on in the school. They believe in it. They know it is good. And they, they desperately believe that they can do this better. And and I consider myself very fortunate that I find myself in those conversations with those people that are passionate about Christian education and, and want to do something more with it. Yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I first came across TFT at the Christian Schools Canada conference in Banff and uh, was just fascinated, absolutely fascinated. And there were some Australians there that had uh, also uh, taken a, a piece of that as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And that was several, that was quite a few years ago. When did TFT start in the United States and kind of how many schools are involved now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so TFT, uh, Doug Monsma was working as a director of learning for the Prairie Center for Christian Education and, and via conferences like Christian Schools Canada, uh, two schools in the U.S. Um, became keen about starting a TFT journey. One was Calvin Christian School in Minneapolis, now Avail Academy, and the other was Sioux, Sioux Falls Christian in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And so they would have begun their TFT journey, um, it's either six or seven years ago, that that's Doug, Doug got on the first plane to the U.S. to, to try this TFT thing with, with interested schools. And then uh, a year later, a couple more schools, uh, Sioux Center Christian and Unity Christian in Orange City in, in Iowa also began their journey. And so it's from, from those beginnings, uh, and they began five years ago, and um, now we're into just over 60 schools in the U.S. that have officially um, part of their TFT implementation journey. And, uh, and it's a bit of a commitment for a school when a, when a when a school decides to um, to begin this journey and the timing feels right and everything, you know, the end goal feels like it aligns with the mission and vision, because at the end of the day, um, you know, for a school to go on a, a TFT journey, the ultimate question that they're asking themselves is, does TFT enable us, empower us to live into the promises of our mission and vision? So there's a, there's a real discernment process um, to that question. Um, if the answer is no, then TFT doesn't make sense. So it's a lovely time of deep reflection on your school's promises within the mission and vision. But if yes, then it's an initial um, three-year commitment to begin their journey, um, to ready their staff for the journey, to begin the intensive uh, professional development. Uh, by year two, you have 30% um, of your staff receiving eight days training. In year three, all your staff receiving eight days training. So it's a real commitment. And then even once these initial three years are completed, we now talk about the deepening years, years four, five, six, seven, um, in which, you know, maybe now we're really thinking about our assessment practices and how this aligned with our school's mission and vision. So let's go there. We're thinking about culture and how does that align with our school's mission and vision and the backbone of TFT. So there's always the work to be done and the next steps to deepen. Um, 
And is, this is not a one and done professional development. There's no such thing as a one day workshop on TFT. There's invitations for one day workshops on TFT, but we know that in general, most professional development that doesn't have follow-up, that doesn't have a, a continuity to it, a living into it, um, won't result in school-wide change. And like deeper learning practices beyond TFT, um, it's about school-wide change. It's about a journey. We know that change takes time. Uh, so yeah, we have over 60 schools now in the U.S. that are committed to this journey. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's exciting. The network is in place and and, and that's powerful as well. Um, up to a couple of years ago, I, we didn't use the language TFT network, but now, now we do. And uh, there's such an energy among those schools. Yeah, that, I'm so proud of you guys. I, I know the enormous amount of work it takes to start this, this, well, really worldwide movement because you guys are in Canada, you're in the US, are you in any other countries as well? Yeah, we have, um, yeah, there's partner organizations uh, that are doing the work in Canada, um, Edudeo doing work uh, in Central America using uh, TFT. There's um, work being done in some of the African nations with TFT in Japan. Um, if you talk to our colleagues from CEN in Australia, they, they, they share how um, their process has been uh, informed and inspired by TFT. So you, you hear the echoes of TFT and what they're doing across mm -hmm. Australia and the CEN network. So yeah. it's, it's really exciting, actually. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And I wanted to make a distinction. This is really teaching for transformation is professional development for your staff. It's not, it's not a curriculum. It's not a book series that you buy for your students. It's not a literature series. It really is it's, it's professional development. It's training your teachers and your leadership in a, in a philosophy of, of how to teach, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, like even an inquiry email today, um, you know, what curriculum is available? And, and the answer to that is there is no curriculum. TFT is not a curriculum. We work with the curriculum that the school has already discerned that this, this is what they'd like to use. TFT is a framework for designing learning. So it's about taking the curriculum and taking the learners and the context of the mission and vision of the school and the, the, the core practices. We use the language of core practices. The practices of our design then now create these learning experiences for, for students. So what are some of those core practices? Give us, give me some, Sure. talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we, we, there's three core practices and, and there's an emerging fourth, but a little too early to talk about that one, but that's kind of the nature of TFT. We started with one core practice, the through lines, and then, um, but we have three now and, and, and we root them in the language, see the story, live the story. So the core practice that really roots the learner and the learning into the story is what we call storyline. And, and the function of storyline, as I describe it this way, it sits there and it has two hands outstretched. And, and, and one of the hands grabs onto the story that we're part of, the grand story, the biblical narrative that God has created all things and it is good and it is delightful, but there is brokenness. But we don't have to sit in that brokenness. Matter of fact, through the work of the cross, we're invited into the restoration, the making of all things new again, the Baraka, the, and that's the story we're part of. So storyline grabs onto that. And then with the other hand, it grabs onto the learning and the learner and says, in light of this story, what now shall we do? And so the grand narrative via the storyline both gives worth and importance and direction to the learning and it's the learning finds its worth within the story. So that's the function of storyline to ensure that the teacher and the, and the students, all the learners are rooted within God's story. Doesn't matter if it's PE or science or math, doesn't matter if it's kindergarten or grade 12. This is kingdom work that we're doing. And school is about here and now. Yes, later, of course, we're nurturing and we're forming. But we don't just do grade one for the sake of grade two. We do grade one because grade one is important kingdom work. Uh, there's certain kingdom works that only kindergarten students can do. And Storyline roots us in that. So see the story. And then the next two core practices of through lines and these formational learning experiences 
are opportunities to live the story. So within this story, what part do I play? Well, we, we hold on to the language then of the through line. Well, we are community builders. We are servant workers. We are beauty creators. We are idolatry discerners. We are God worshipers. Oh, so that's the role I play within God's story. And I can do that right now as a grade two student. And the third core practice then takes the storyline, takes the through lines and says, let's make sure we do this. We practice this. We don't just talk about it. Um, so we have what we call these flex experience or formational learning experiences in which we get to practice a way of being while learning the material. And we, we attach language like real work that meets real needs for real people. So if this is kingdom work, if this is important work, well, who needs to know about it? Who do we need to invite into this story? Kingdom work has a lastingness to it. It's no longer about completing an assignment and handing it in a teacher for the completion and for a grade. Indeed, that can happen because it is school and that's part of the school narrative, but that's not why we do this. So real work meeting real needs for real people ensures that the students and the teacher get to have an opportunity to practice a way of being that's while cool. mastering the content. Yes. Okay. So that's the theoretical, right? That's the idea, Sure. which is beautiful. And I, I'm absolutely sold on this. Um, give me a practical. So let's, let's take a second grade student or a high school student. What does that look like practically? What, what are they a part of during their semester? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. So let me just think of a couple examples. So if we, let's start with uh, some secondary examples. Um, so right now, and I'll use a couple examples from Surrey Christian School, and that's, that's part of the beauty of being director of teaching for transformation, but still a director of learning at a school is um, I live in the laboratory. Uh, so if you're in our IT class, for instance, um, at the secondary, and so you're learning those skills, um, you're designing uh, websites for nonprofits in the greater Vancouver area. And some of our students not only design them, they actually go on to maintain them. So yes, we can, you know, theoretically, how do you, but actually our, our website is going to live. It's going to be live. It's, it's, so part of the process is actually going and finding out who needs a website and making sure that that story is known. So, and then our community comes and says, hey, wouldn't it be great if, and then our students create that live website that goes live. And there's, we have stories of students that are three years later still maintaining it. Um, a fun story was when I was teaching biology, I went to a local salmon hatchery and I was like, listen, you know, I have this group of students, here's the vision. We wanna be part of real work, real needs, real people. We believe that your salmon hatchery is playing a part in God's story, that it's actually part of the restoration, the making of all things new. But, and we want to be part of this, but we don't want to be a make work project for you. What do you need? And they're like, oh, we need a website. And I was like, oh, so as a biology student, I couldn't help with that. Or as a biology teacher, but I could bring it back to our IT department. In the end, we ended up uh, actually running education programs for the, uh, for the hatchery. Um, our, our physics students, uh, part of their course is design. So uh, as they get to know the 3D printers in our school, they actually, working with our IT department, put together a website that advertises to the community, listen, if there's something out there that you have that doesn't work, um, and it's just missing a part, but you can't find that part, tell us about that part. We can make that part. And so now our part of the design process and learning how to use 3D printers and the effectiveness and uh, the application uh, but within the story of, listen, we live in a consuming um, kind of mindset way of being. And oh, uh, I guess I junked that just by something new. So we, we want to counter that narrative. We want to, we, we, that's not the story we're part of, actually. Is we don't want to be a throwaway society. So our physics students are given real opportunity to practice um, ending that cycle of consumerism, or at least um, slowing down the cycle of consumerism. So now we have all kinds of things that are not being uh, thrown in the landfill because our physics 11 students are 3D designing the missing pieces. And there's lots of fun stories there. So that's a couple of high school examples. Uh, the I, middle school students. Uh, let yeah, me just interrupt for a sec. I, I love that um, because it's not just, oh, hey, there's a, there's a web, we're going to think of an idea for a website and it stays theoretical. Mm -hmm. We're going to actually mm -hmm. teach you student 
how, or maybe the students already know how to do this. Maybe they're teaching the teachers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but we're going to, we're actually going to create something that blesses somebody else that serves someone mm-hmm. outside of our classroom, right? That mm-hmm. our learning mm-hmm. has purpose towards serving someone else. How cool. And, and, and that you use the language blesses someone else. There's like, so Hebrew Baraka and Baraka means to be a blessing. And then, but if you break it down, to be a blessing, what does it mean to be a blessing? Actually, it's part of making, something is a blessing if it's part of making it whole again or new again. So mm-hmm. this is that, this is that story that we're being invited into that at the heart of TFT, kids are being invited in ways to participate in the making of things new again, in the restoring the brokenness. That's kind of, well, how do you know it's TFT? Because it's a restoration story. It's part of making things. It's Baraka. It's a blessing. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. It, it, and, and, and the students, so they're receiving some important messages. One, hey, I have a role to play within God's story. And, and to me, growing up at that age, it was theoretical. Like, I wasn't sure if I was playing my part in God's story. I actually didn't know what that meant. Um, there was language. I just didn't practically know what that looked like and so I actually kind of lived with this questioning and doubting and and fear actually am I a Christian am I playing my part in God's story I never had so there's something concrete there Um, another piece though is students know that their work matters Mm -hmm. so they're highly engaged Mm -hmm. it's not like oh my website doesn't work Uh, I guess I'll get a C that's okay moving on actually my website doesn't work I like help me. It goes from like, oh, don't give me feedback to please give me feedback. And not just relying on teacher for feedback. Actually, we can self-diagnose this. I was, we have a, a math class right now um, that's building a shed uh, as they're kind of culminating flex experience because they're doing done all the calculations, done all the angles, and now it's time to build this shed for a preschool that needs a shed. And I was watching one of the one of the students the other day, and she was sitting there. And she had two two by fours in her hand and she was looking at the one and she was looking at the other one. And she was, I, she literally mumbled, this doesn't look right. In, in education, we call that self-assessment. And, and that's so theoretical. Oh, do we self bubble? She was sitting there. So this doesn't look right. And then the hand, I, I help. And it wasn't a teacher that walked over. It was another student that walked over. Oh, we call that peer feedback. And so that these experience are just really highly good engaging learning experiences. So that's why we call them formational learning experiences. Mm-hmm. Great learning, deeply formational. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. And as they're working with, you know, people in the community, if they're if they're creating a project that's going to serve someone else, then they're going to learn how to ask questions. They're going to learn how to receive feedback from those adults mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. towards, to, not towards perfection, but just towards making it better, towards excellence, right? There's uh, absolutely Brian Dornable um, from from Alberta and Edmonton Christian. He shares this story, one of the, one of the first original TFT stories that kind of we share out. And he was talking about how his students were capturing autobiographies of of their, their senior friends that they had met. And, and they were uh, one student, he shares the story of one student asking him for feedback and, 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 and Brian goes to and, and this give feedback and, and the student said, I don't care what you think. I want to know, like, this needs to be good for her because that's this right. is her story. And, and, and that's what Brian says. He goes, that's when I knew we had something here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, in the, in the process they are learning valuable skills, but, but the overall purpose is wanting to serve someone else. They're wanting to create something that serves someone else. And truly, this sets our students up for success in post-school world, right? When they're in a, where they're in a job and they're, having to, they're asked to, to create, they're asked to lead, they're asked to facilitate, they're asked to, to, to continue to work on drafts towards excellence, right? Right. So yeah. we, we do this, this model really does set students up for success, even beyond school. Yeah, that idea of multi-drafting, right? That, of course, our first attempt at something isn't going to be there. Um, in traditional schooling, though, you, we have language like that. We look at the teacher and say, is this good enough? Is this what you want? 
Um, and this just bucks against that, actually. It's not about that end game. And, and, I, and what excites me, too, is, you know, I think there's, there's a story out there, and schools can speak of this, that at some point they felt like they kind of had to choose between, you know, I'll just use the language, academic excellence or servant working or, you know, the forming of a, a Christian. I can, and what TFT, I think, brings to the plate is you don't need to choose between either or. That actually Christian education um, is both about the formation of, of this human in a way that he's a, a desire, he, she is a desiring kingdom oriented person and an excellent learner. Because we do recognize, like TFT happens in school. Mm-hmm. So, so there is learning at the heart of this. And, and so in that way, just like we've identified through lines of like community building and servant working, we've also identified within TFT, these habits of learning mm-hmm. that, that while I'm community building and mastering content, I'm also practicing courageous design. I'm practicing gracious communicating, uh, joy-filled collaborating and curious thinking. So we, we have habits of living, AKA through lines, but we also have habits of learning because it happens in school. It's about producing um, uh, opportunities in which students practice what it means to be a good learner and what it means to be a kingdom follower. Mm-hmm. You don't have to choose. It can be end both. Right. That's right. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about how, how TFT is distinctively Christian. You, you've touched on a little bit um, so far, but can it, how, how, how is TFT distinctively Christian in um, its professional development, how you're teaching students, te- you're really teaching teachers how to think differently about how they teach? Yeah, it's, um, it's a great question. Uh, so I, in some ways, the practice of storyline, the rooting of the learning story within God's story, I think is, is one of the pieces of what it means to be distinctively Christian. Why is TFT distinctively Christian is the core practice of storyline. You won't find that practice yeah. in other deeper learning approaches. So I think that's in one hand, that's, that's one answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I think another possible entry into that question um, The very first question we ask ourselves in the design process within TFT, the very first question a teacher would ask themselves is what is their deep hope Mm -hmm. or for this learning experience or even for this school year? And I'm going to back up with this question. So we're this language of deep hope. Um, I used my office uh, used to be right beside one of the interview rooms at Surrey Christian School. So families would be curious about Surrey Christian and they come and they meet with the principal and you'd have that interview, right? And so Matthew Beamers, who was the principal of uh, the one elementary campus, would I could, I could eavesdrop on these conversations because you'd be outside the door with the families. And why are you come to Surrey Christian School? Well, we hear this. We like your volleyball program. We, we want our kids to go to University of British Columbia. We and Matthew, and, and so those, those questions, and, and then Matthew would say, yeah, but, 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 but what is your deep hope mm-hmm. for your son or daughter? Mm-hmm. What do you deeply hope for them? Mm-hmm. And now it wasn't about getting into the right school. It wasn't about getting on the right sports team. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, because at the end of the day, those were fears, actually. They were scared that they wouldn't go to the right school or be on the right team or they'd fall behind. They weren't hopes. Those were fears. Mm-hmm. And when Matthew invited them into deep hope, this suddenly became about their identity in Christ. And that might not have been the language, but actually it became about who they are meant to be as fully flourishing humans. Now that's a different conversation. And so I'd sit there and I'd listen to that. And I got really scared after a few weeks because I was like, oh, my word, Matthew's inviting families to come here in deep hope. And we're trying to cover curriculum. And and so this question, that's why I, I present this idea of deep hope as distinctively Christian, because it is birthed in our identity of what it means to be a flourishing human. And that is at the very core of TFT. Yes, math class, but within the deep hope of 
who you are meant to be. Yes, grade 12, AP science, biology, but within the deep hope of who you are meant to be in God's story. And that that sets the compass. That puts the direction. We have within the logo of TFT this North Star. And this is the North Star that guides us. And, and of course, the purpose of North, will we ever become that person here on earth? No, but we will grow into that human. And we are, we will, we are not, this story is not fully whole yet. One day we will. But in the same way, the function of the North Star is not to get to it. The function of the North Star for now is to guide us. So your deep hope, this imagination of who you are within God's story is distinctively Christian and guides all the designing, all the learning. It's the deep hope, not just for students. It's the deep hope for the teacher. I had forgotten why I got into Christian education in the first place. Somewhere along the lines, I thought it was about covering material. And I got to do that. But that's not why I got into this. I lost my way. And so deep hope is as much for the teacher and for the school as it is for the student. And when we invite ourselves into deep hope, now we can do anything. Oh, my goodness. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. It is. It truly. uh, Our K-12 schools are this environment where we have the opportunity to remind students who they are and invite them into God's calling to discover God's calling in their lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And that Mm -hmm. takes a long time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a long time for us adults too. Uh, But I love this. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because it's not who we're supposed to be. It's who we are becoming. And it's this, it's Mm -hmm. this active verb because we never Mm -hmm. stop. Right. Yeah. 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 Lovely. And, and even in the evolution of the through lines, like the original language was a lot more about uh, say community builder versus community building. And we've deliberately gone to the ing words because it's active in its growth and its journey versus mm-hmm. like a, an arrival of a label, if you will. So I think that's super important what you've identified there, Krista. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So tell me, so what is the what has been the impact? I mean, you, you get to see this firsthand at Surrey, Christian. What's some of the stories of impact for students, for teachers, for families, for community? How, how has this... Mm-hmm. How has Teaching for Transformation really helped be a light in your community, a light in the darkness? Yeah, that's um, where to start on that one. We often say teaching for transformation comes from teaching from transformation. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think the first impact I'd speak to is at the teacher level. And we and we see that in the, the professional development journey when this, this process actually of learning to design this way and deeply reflecting even on your own deep hopes and why am I doing this? Why am I teaching grade seven English? Uh, it actually does something to the teacher. And, and there's an internal transformation that begins. For some teachers, it's a, it's a reawakening. And I know that was part of my journey. I actually entered, when, when I encountered the through line language, I simultaneously was coming back from uh, teaching overseas in India where education seemed to have this urgency to it. And I was coming back to Christian education that I felt there was a complacency to it. And I was, it didn't make sense to me. How in the world can we be doing Christian education and being complacent? That does not make sense to me. Um, I was reading Jamie Smith in which he was saying the primary purpose of Christian education is this formation of this peculiar people, a people who desire the kingdom of God and thus undertake and undertake is such a great word undertake their life's expression of that desire so there's there is this awakening and urgency and transformation that happened within me I suddenly it wasn't about coming to school and being a teacher it was actually about coming to school and playing my part in God's story Mm -hmm. so I think the first impact is is at the teacher level um at the at the parent level it's been exciting to invite them into the deep hopes uh, that they actually have for their children. And we have stories of parents that have been um, awakened into this. And, and they come to TFT schools when they're invited into, TF, into Deep Hope. Many TFT schools will talk about that. Um, the students, it's 
they're impacted in ways when we listen to the, the students, they speak about how they're understanding their part within God's story. Um, they're being invited into work that matters to them. Their engagement is increased. They, they, they go from this compliance and even strategic compliance. I'll complete this because this gets me something I need to actually engagement, a way of being uh, in communities, uh, whether you know, you're this nonprofit receiving this website. Uh, we had middle school students. They explored the story behind our, our, um, our clothing. And based on their exploration in this, this, you know, every shirt has a story they would tell you. Um, you know, they sat in front of our superintendent and a couple of board members and made a pitch for better uh, gym uniforms that were sourced more ethically. Um, and so now we have different sources for our gym uniforms. So there's a community that's impacted by the work. So there's, it's big levels, it's small levels. Um, we have individuals, we had a project in which uh, our students, uh, they're called the belonging benches and they had to capture the sense of belonging of an organization and represent that in the, the design of a bench. And uh, we had some students work with, with um, a truck museum actually. And they would go to car shows and truck shows throughout the year. And, and they shared their story and our students captured that in a bench. And, and the owner of this truck museum and they had no affiliation at all with our school. They didn't even know about our school. The students did this because one of them rode past this truck museum on the bus every day. And they're super curious about what is this truck museum? So they reached out. Anyways, in her reflections and she wrote a beautiful letter to us. She said, I have a sense of belonging now. I know where I belong. And so that's just an individual impact. Um, so did, that, so did those students potential. actually, did those students actually build the bench? Yeah, yeah. So they, you had to simultaneously capture the story of what it means to belong at this truck museum. What is the story of the truck museum? So they also had to write that story. So they both wrote it, but then also designed a bench and built a bench that captured the story of the truck museum. And, and students did this for um, multiple organizations. Um, some, they had to find their own organization to partner with. So some, what it meant to, they were partnered with an organization that received refugees to Canada and they mm -hmm. built a bench to show that story. They partnered with organizations that take care of homeless within Vancouver. And they built a bench that was big enough for someone to sleep across, of course, because that's what that, that captures the story of this organization. Uh, students partnered with uh, uh, Arosha, which is a Christian environmental organization, and they didn't build a new bench, they refurbished an old bench, because of course that's what you're gonna do to capture the story of Arosha. So who, yeah. who's teaching your students the, the hard skills of how to, how to use a saw and a drill and yeah. I mean, uh -huh. Well, we, yeah, so this was our, our middle school teachers, um, part of this story, actually, there was six classes, so 120 students and six teachers, and so we had to put a call out for power tools, and, and part of the call out was like, and if you'd like to see your power tool again, we, how about you come with it, because we sure could use your skills for supervising this as well. Um, yeah, the painting was a gong show. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was, but it, I think at the heart of deeper learning and playing our part in God's story, there's this idea of creating versus mm -hmm. consuming. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I, you know, these flex projects, like the impact, I think you, you end up with something different than what you started with. And, and again, that's, that's transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, deeper learning, I think, has a, mm, yeah, to create versus to consume um, and I think mm -hmm. that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, my husband is a carpenter and, uh, I, you know, he loves teaching students how to use tools because it's a lifelong skill, right? I mean, if you can know how mm -hmm. to use a hammer and a saw and a drill, you are the handyman mm -hmm. for your family. <laughs> mm -hmm. So these are absolutely. lifelong skills. That's right. Yeah, we could have used your husband for that project. <laughs> um, 
and, and even even currently, like we, this math class that I mentioned earlier is like they're, you know, at the end of the day, they're constructing this this shed that um, is going to represent, it's going to be this manifestation of all the math that they learned throughout this course. And it, and it has a, a practical application. Um, but these are the skills that they will bring forward. And we, within TFT, we differentiate kind of between essential, important, and worthwhile. And <laughs> And these essential things are, are 60 year type stuff. Um, you know, so the, the use of a power tool is a 60 year type thing. Worthwhile stuff eventually gets us to the important and gets us to the essential, but let's not major in all the worthwhile stuff. Let's, let's, let's appropriately engage worthwhile and important so that we can live in the essential. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Daryl, how long have you been director of... TFT for in the US. How many years? Yeah, I think three. I think this is I think this is my third. I should know that answer. Yeah, I, I think this is the third year for the, the position. Okay. So how how have you been impacted personally and even professionally um, as you have helped launch hmm. this in 60 different schools? I mean, you you do have a team of yeah, we have an amazing team of school designers um, that that partner. When you when you go on a TFT journey, you, you actually enter into a three year partnership with your school designer. Um, and that's just a really special relationship. I can uh, I can speak lovingly and longly of the schools that I've been the designer for. Mm -hmm. uh, it's um, Donald Miller has a quote and basically says you know once you've lived a good story you can't go back you mm -hmm. can't go back to normal you can't go back to these meaningly meaningless kind of pieces of time that aren't stitched together mm, so true and I, and I think that's been the impact of TFT on me both personally and professionally um, I don't know how to design a learning experience anymore without articulating a learning target you know so it's a very small example but it's, I can, and then you got to pick your verb. I can what? And I don't know, I can understand. Okay, well then that, that means I got to design this learning experience. I can formulate, oh, that's a different learning experience. I can describe, well, that's a different. I can't design a learning experience for students or for my colleagues in professional development without, without starting with a learning target. So that's a small example of how I've been changed professionally. Well, where are we going? What's our target? And then now I need to both simultaneously create a learning experience that gets at it and know that I have to be able to assess that. Mm -hmm. I know it's a little example, but it's, those are the little details that have changed me professionally mm -hmm. along the way. I, I look back on my, my first 12, 13 years of teaching and I'm like, oh my word, that's embarrassing. How did I not, like, did they really bring me back every year? Um, I think there's such an urgency to Christian education. Um, I, I think I've been transformed where, I don't know if I would have been part of Christian education still if TFT and Jamie Smith and the practices of EL education, EL education didn't intersect simultaneously for me 12, 13 years ago. I'm not sure. I, Man, we make such promises in our school's mission and vision and the strength of those promises, man, that is worthwhile. I can dedicate a life to living into that. Um, the dark side of that is, oh my word, are we really promising this? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. TFT gives me hope that we can grow into those promises of our mission and vision, that we can do that. Um, we're recording this one day after... Um, no, two days after watching what, what just happened in Washington, D.C., and it was such a sad, disheartening experience to watch that. And then yesterday, I had two conversations with, with um, school leaders who are trying to live in their mission and vision, and they have such deep hopes for their schools and for their students and for their staffs, and their dreams are so big, and they, they want to do this. And so I so I, I walk into yesterday so sad and disheartened and confused and I, I get to engage folks like that and I leave like all things are possible through the work of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and TFT. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's because of TFT. 
Um, That's right. It's, it's significant. It's significant. Right. I'm humbled by it and I'm inspired by it and I'm exhausted by it. It's beautiful. It is uh, raising up a new generation of leaders, of thinkers, of, uh, of, serve, of people who truly desire to serve, not because they have to, not because they get points, not because they get into National Honor Society because of it, because it's a privilege, right? We are called to serve and our learning really needs to have um, a purpose of serving of those outside of us or it's just not meaningful. And, and we now, and we have something that will allow us to do that. We, you talk to Christian educators and this part of the TFT street, like this, this is why I got into it. This is why I wanted to do this. I didn't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. So to desire something and to see this and not know how to be able to do that's, that's, that's disempowering and that's frustrating. And, and TFT actually, well, here's some practices that will allow you to move into that. Mm -hmm. And so that you can become this teacher that you imagined yourself to be, that you feel this yearning. You can yeah. grow in those skills and these practices to be that yeah. type of teacher that you imagined yourself to be. And wow. for your Christian school to be that type of school that you imagine it to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the beauties of TFT. It, it equips and empowers yeah. to be these people that we feel called to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's look at the, the practical piece of it. Um, there's, has there been a trend among schools on why they have sought out TFT? So in your opinion, why, why would a school be interested uh, in exploring TFT in, in particular? Yeah, I think, um, so maybe a few reasons that I think are interconnected and woven together, but maybe just if I can name them specifically, that, that may be helpful. I think some schools come uh, because they're, they want a different way of being around professional development and professional growth. Um, no more one and dones, or actually I just like, I know I have a date coming up and I gotta do something and then I'll worry about what I gotta do the next time because, but what if we lived into a seven year directional plan about professional development and we hear TFT can help us do that. So that's, that's one of the, um, some schools come to us because of the deeper learning movement. So they've heard about this Christian deeper learning and, and, they, and they, they believe in this, like, you know, our tagline for Christian deeper learning around this, people of God's story engaged in real work that forms self and shapes the world. We want that. How do we do that? Um, so, so that Christian deeper learning conversation brings people to, to TFT. I'd say, in general, schools that are very serious about their school's mission and vision come to TFT. Like they, they understand that this is the statement that guides us. We have schools that come to TFT curious because um, in some ways they feel like they've lost their way. They've forgotten their identity. Um, you know, a lot of our Christian schools like are 50, 75. We work with schools that are over a hundred years old um oh yeah why did these schools begin and and, th and that they want to reignite that story that led to them in the first place there's there's lots of counter narratives and competing stories that have crept into education and christian education um many christian schools feel the need to compete with with whoever else they want to compete or feel that they have to compete and i understand like because we need students we need um and, and so the potential there actually is, well, what if you lived into your distinctiveness? Um, and so it's not a story about competing. It's actually a story of identity, of being that school that you, you, you promise to be and that God wills, wishes you to be and desires you to be. Mm -hmm. So schools that want to hold on and grow into their distinctiveness, mm -hmm. the TFT is um, a way to do that. Um, yeah. Let's be really good at academics and let's be really intentional about shaping humans. Yeah. Amen to that. So if a school hears this, say I'm a school leader in somewhere in the United States and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Right. Didn't know this, this existed, but man, this is exactly what I'm looking for. What's the next step. How, how would that school leader um, begin this process? 
Yeah, a, g- a great place to go is to our website, teachingfortransformation.org. Um, and there's lots of stuff on there to that walk through core practices that share the stories. Um, we share many learning stories that, okay, that's theoretical. What's it look like? So the website's a great place to get uh, a glimpse of the language and the learning stories. Um, you'd also find contact information for me there. Um, Daryl.deboer at case.org. Um, and for most schools, it's a matter then of they reach out via email and then we, we find a time uh, to Zoom and to explore TFT. But then equally important, let's explore the story of the school mm-hmm. um, because we're looking for, does it make sense for TFT to, to, to come along and to um, work with your school's mission and vision? So that's, We've been doing Zoom long before COVID entered our world. Uh, Zoom had always been an important part of us connecting. Uh, just I don't I no longer have to say, well, connect via Zoom, which is blah 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 blah. Now everyone knows what Zoom is. It's so a yeah, verb. That's, it's a verb. That's right. Just like, just like Google is a verb, <coughs> yeah. but from a noun to yeah. verb, now Zoom is a verb. That's right. The Google, the Zoom. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, let me, let's go ahead and wrap this up, but thank you so much for joining me on Learning to Serve. Um, And I really do appreciate your leadership and your pioneering uh, courage to to launch this across this country, uh, the United States, and even around the world. Um, So thank you. I appreciate you. Is there, is there any last nugget you want to, you want to leave people with? Yeah, I just uh, a, a deep encouragement um, for all of us that are in Christian education to, um, yeah, and to be awake to the possibilities and and the deep hopes of our schools, uh, missions and visions, and the reason why parents partner with us. Mm-hmm. We have for such a time as this, um, Christian education. Um, there's no doubt always the need for Christian education, but man, for such a time as this, uh, an opportunity for us to live into the deep hope and to, to respond to the invitation from God to play our part in God's story um, through Christian education. So Chris, I just thank you for inviting me to be part of this podcast. It's, it's a delight to, um, to talk about TFT, to connect with you again, and deep appreciation for for you and your partners and Dan and Stephen and Christian Deeper Learning Movement, um, the more schools that, that come to understand the potential of Christian Deeper Learning and to join this conversation and to come together, uh, man, uh, it's delightful and playful and hopeful. So Amen. thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I invite you to share this with a friend and give us a five-star rating wherever you find your podcasts. I also invite you to visit our website at christiandeeperlearning.org. Check out CDL4, the professional development that is available right now for your school staff. CDL4 offers a great opportunity to explore what deeper learning means for your Christian school. Remember this quote from Howard Hendricks, Christian education is like a bomb with a long fuse. It takes a while to go off.